Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Had 360 body lift and male chest lift on five DPO days post op. I'm going to assume, and tummy is very swollen. Should I be worried? Doctor wants ultrasound. Already had hematoma and a second op to have it removed. Yeah, always difficult, Nikki and Dicky. Um, when you have a uh, hematoma, um, because it's always, in my experience, a worry that you're going to get another hematoma. Because what happens when you have a hematoma, you go back to theatre, presume, yeah, had a second one. So you've been back to theatre and have your hematoma uh, washed out. And it's always a worry that you're going to have another hematoma. And I think patients often want sort of guarantee, well, I wouldn't say they often want, they just want to get rid of their hematoma, really. But, <clears throat> you know, it's always a bit of a worry when you get swelling after, thinking, oh, my God, have I got another hematoma? Now, uh, and not least because when we go back and take people back for a hematoma, Usually, again, in my experience, um, I have found that you don't often find anything really obvious bleeding. If you find a nice big vessel bleeding, you think, oh, that's the reason for the hematoma. I'll stop that bleeding and then that, that's happy days. But you often, that's not the case. You often don't find anything big. You find lots of little bits going on because usually what happens when you have a hematoma, the thing that bled to cause the hematoma has stopped by the time you go back to theatre. Um, and what you're doing is washing out that hematoma, stopping any little blood vessels, but um, you often don't find one big vessel. So it can be a bit disconcerting, and you can think, crikey, am I going to get another one? Now, um, it's a difficult to answer, a question to answer on the, on the the um, without examining your Nicky and Dicky, and I think it's good that you're talking to your doctor, and I think an ultrasound is not unreasonable. The general principles in terms of whether you're worried whether you've got a hematoma or whether it's just post-op swelling, first of all, Five days post-op, Nikki and Dicky, unusual for a hematoma five days post-op. You're not going to get continued bleeding for five days um, unless you've done something or something happened and maybe it, it, it has bled recently. But it's unlikely to be a hematoma five days post-op. Hematomas happen quite quickly post-op, like the first 24 hours, really. Um, number one. Number two thing I would say to you, is it expanding? So when we, you know, when we look at the... Um, of urgency if you like is it expanding is it better it, sorry is it worse now than it was an hour ago or three hours ago um because if it's expanding you think oh you know and if it's big and expanding then we might have to do something about it but if it's sort of stabilized and usually they get to a certain level and then they stabilize they tamponade themselves they get to a certain pressure and that pressure stops the bleeding so usually it's not an urgent urgent thing if, if you need to go back to theatre, it's something you need to go back to theatre when convenient. So you probably wouldn't take someone back to theatre in the middle of the night, for instance, because it usually just um, gets to a certain level and then stops. So the, 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 uh, the I would be thinking, is it expanding? Um, and then really, you just need to be examined, really, to see how significant it is. And, you know, I'd like, you know, be interesting to know what happened when you had your first hematoma washed out. Um, but I don't think it's unreasonable to get an ultrasound just to see whether it is fluid, um, in the tissues like edema, swelling, or actual hematoma, which is like a, um, a collection in there, um, which which might need to be washed out. So um, I think an ultrasound is, is reasonable, and I think five days post-op, I'd be less worried about a hematoma, although clearly it's a worry in your case because you've had a hematoma previously. So, uh, and I've got to be honest, Nikki and Dicky, 
360 degree body lift is a huge op. I don't need to tell you that it's a huge op and you get a lot of swelling and a lot of risk of problems after such an operation. So I think it's a good news that your doctor's going to get an ultrasound. Should you be worried? Well, I think it's good to get sorted out because you're probably not going to be happy with the swelling, are you? So we could get it sorted out. I'm not sure if worried's the right word, but I certainly would get it looked into. You see Bio Doll, are you doing tummy tuck at the moment? Yes, I am. Oh, God, look at that. Yes, I am doing um, tummy tuck UC Bio Doll. Um, I'm a bit limited where I can do it because the basically uh, the Parkway Hospital um, uh, in Solihull, they only allow a certain amount of, uh, you've got a limit of a litre of liposuction on it. So most people, when they're having a tummy tuck combined with liposuction, most people in my hands would have more than a litre of liposuction so that limits me um if you don't need liposuction then you can, then i can do it at parkway um but but i'm limited as to where i can do tummy tucks having said that they are i am still doing them and to be honest i'm a little bit limited in general in terms of operating space anyway um it is a little bit limited i mean it is getting better slowly slowly but it's not brilliant the operating slots that we've got but um the general principle it, UC Biodol, yes, I am doing tummy tucks at the moment. Do you need models? Um, Amy heard photography. Hello, do I need models? Oh, you're laughing. Is that a joke? A joke question. Um, no, we don't need models. Um, if that's a if that's a joke, um, but no, we don't. Uh, hematoma was in chest area. Oh. Oh, God. Well, that is a worry, Nikki and Dicky. So you had a hematoma in your chest area and you had a 360-degree um, body lift and now you've got an, a swelling in your abdomen. Um, you crikey, I've got swelling in my abdomen. So that is possible. Uh, but as I say, a 360-degree body lift is a big operation. And so it is, you know, something that I would be a little bit um, concerned about because it is a big op. Um, that, yeah. That makes me a bit more worried, to be honest with you, Nikki and Dickie, if your hematoma was in your chest and now you've got swelling in your abdomen. Isn't it you've got swelling in your... Um... Oh, hold on, what have we got? He thinks it's fluid and due to constipation, what well, it could be. I mean, it could very well be. It could very well be intra-abdominal, but, you know, swollen abdomen from the constipation. That's why this scan will help that, definitely. Susie Bavister, can I wait for my TT? Um, could it be seroma or just swelling and old blood and old fluid? Yes, um, seroma at five days. Mm, five days a bit soon for seroma, Nicky and Dicky. Um, old blood would be hematoma, to be to be honest with you. So if it's blood, it's hematoma, and yes, it might be old blood from five days ago. But if there's a lot of it there, sometimes we do wash, take you back to the theatre to wash it out. Having said that, it will get better on its own, but it often takes a long time to get better on its own. So if there's a significant amount of blood there that it gets better a bit quicker if we take you back to wash it out but that's the surgical decision or decision between yourself and the surgeon really um but the main question of the ultrasound is to say is there a collection of fluid there uh if it is liquid like serum and then yes we can put a needle in and drain it off but if it's more solid if you like like a clotted blood then that would need surgery or is it intra-abdominal like as you say constipation because we don't want to take back to the theater and open it up and find that there's no collection there so it'd be useful to know what it is uh, but seroma will be unusual for five days. Um, I mean, it could be, but um, yeah. So if, if it is more about seroma, I could put a needle in and drain it off. 
the ultrasound should help everything else is a bit of an assumption yeah the ultrasound will definitely help uh, nikki and dicky because uh, and sometimes with the ultrasound if it is fluid if it is seroma they can put a needle in and drain it off which would be really helpful so it could be therapeutic as well as diagnostic so um the hematoma in the chest area went well good yeah so i wouldn't be overly worried um but it's uh and, and as i say to you 360 you you often get problems after 360 so um you know in terms of swelling and whatever so it is a bit of a rocky post-optive course so well done for getting to five days and i'm, ho I'm sure you'll be fine but uh, it sounds like your surgeon's looking after you which is good uh what we got going on here uh should be asleep got that Oh, that's a big long name on Facebook. Darren X Winnie Marie McDonough. Have a bit of a belly with have a bit of a belly. Will lipo on tummy flatten that? I'm thinking tummy tuck, but don't want to go true all that. So yeah. Um it's interesting, Darren X Winnie, because people have different views on this sort of thing and contouring your abdomen. Um, personally, I don't do much slash at all liposuction to the abdomen, to the central abdomen. I tend not to do liposuction to the central abdomen. Um, and it's not uncommon for people to have a bit of a belly, if you like, and want a bit of liposuction because they don't want to go through a tummy tuck. That's quite common because a tummy tuck is a big deal. And I don't totally understand why people wouldn't want to go through it. Um, the problem in my hands of doing liposuction to your tummy is that it doesn't remove the skin when you do liposuction. It just removes the fat beneath the skin. So um, that is a bit of an issue that we cannot um, remove that skin. And so the skin might not recoil. Um, so that is a problem um, because when you've removed the fat, it's a bit like weight loss that the, you might get an overhang. So the central abdomen is an area where you can get an overhang of skin. When you get weight loss, it doesn't really overhang in other areas, but it does overhang in the central area, the abdominal area, because that skin doesn't tend to retract. So personally, I don't do um, abdominal liposuction. I do liposuction to the hips and flanks at the time of a tummy tuck. But for me, the best way to contour the abdomen is a tummy tuck. But I totally understand there's a lot of people out there who feel that a tummy tuck is too much and they don't want uh, to go through that. And so... Personally, I've got to be honest, I probably would say that I haven't really got much to offer those that group of people. And I understand it is a big group of people. But if I can just draw, fast forward to one of my questions, which is vasor liposuction, there's a question here saying, do I offer vasor liposuction? Now, I don't offer vasor liposuction. Vasor liposuction is an assisted form of liposuction. So there's a couple of types of liposuction that are assisted forms of liposuction. So this type of liposuction I do is suction-assisted or power-assisted liposuction. So it's a metal tube that you insert and it sucks. And the power-assisted one's got a machine that goes backwards and forwards. Uh, and it's really good and brilliant and I, and I, and I like it. Um, now, there are other types of assisted forms of liposuction which develop deliver energy to the fat before you suck it out and vasor is one of them um smart lipo um there's loads anyway there's loads of other ones Vaser's quite a big one seems to have good marketing on late vasor a lot of people talk about vasor and what vasor does is de deliver some energy to the fat before you suck it out now there's two reasons that is good one is that it can um, mean you make these smaller cannulas because the fat is sort of slightly liquefied but also because it's still a bit of delivering energy to the fat 
there's a chance that it can cause some degree of skin retraction. So they say that laser liposuction might be suitable for the tummy area because it might cause some degree of skin retraction. I say this just to give you a full uh, awareness of what is out there. I don't offer VASA, so you'd have to talk to someone who does VASA to see whether you think it's worthwhile. But that those sorts of liposuction do say that you can use them on people for the central abdomen. There's also the non-surgical type things with the freezing and the heating and the radio frequency and goodness knows what, all sorts of energy that is delivered to the fat before you suck it out. So there's also those sorts of things that can be done for the central abdomen. Um, and it is, for me, a difficult group of patients who have not got enough for a tummy tuck but want some contouring to their abdomen. And I wish I had something good for them because I would love to offer help to those people because it would be, you know, there, there is a definite um, market for it there. There's a, people like yourself who don't want to go through a tummy tuck. But I struggle with knowing what to do because I don't get good ex uh, it, um, results with liposuction. I found the results of the non-surgical treatments to be subtle, and I don't do the phase of the assisted forms. So it's a it's a difficult area. Seely is in the house, and she says, "Hey, I'm going to say hey back to you, Seely. Uh, Paula, can upper abdominal lipo done at the same time as muscle repair because swelling above the belly button, but bit below it, not below. Sorry, because swelling above the belly button." below it because swelling above but anyway um I, I think i'll get your question paula um can it be done yes i don't do it though um i don't do an abdominal liposuction to the upper abdomen at the time of the tummy tuck it is um deemed to be a little bit dangerous in terms of the blood supply of the skin that you're pulling down you could interrupt the blood supply of the skin to your liposuction Gotta be honest with you, Paula, not many people need it because when you do a tummy tuck, although you might feel like you've got a lot of fullness in your upper abdomen, you are pulling the skin from your breastbone to your belly button all the way down. So the skin from the belly button down to your pubic area gets removed, and the skin from your breastbone to your belly button gets pulled all the way down. So that skin gets pulled down. So even if you feel you've got a bit of fullness there, it does sort of get stretched. So it does get indirectly contoured. It doesn't get directly contoured, but indirectly it gets stretched and pulled down. So it's unusual to need um, liposuction to wrap around. But if you really feel that you need it, I'm cautious and I don't do it. And I know some people do do it. And I know, um, you know, so I'm, it obviously can be done. But it is a bit of a worry that we're going to interrupt that blood supply and you worry about causing problems with the wound healing. So that is the concern about it. Um, and like a lot of things in plastic surgeons, you've got different opinions from different people. And it's just having an uh, awareness of what can be done um, and choosing someone who does the thing that you want them to do in a safe fashion and gets good results. And personally, I don't do that uh, liposuction to the upper abdomen at the time of a tummy tuck. On a personal level, Celie, my husband has a very obvious, obvious sausage-shaped lump in stomach along with wheezing. He does not have asthma. It's like a huge thing and makes him breathless. How's, how's the doctor said he was diabetic, which makes no sense? Uh, right, Celie, a bit out of my area here. But um, yeah, I mean, him, the doctor saying he's diabetic is probably, you know, presumably something else. Um, sausage-shaped lump in the stomach. Um, um, yeah, I'm not sure about that. It depends on where it is. Yeah, I think you need to stick with your doctor on that one, Celie. 
Um, yeah, it's tricky one. Donna, what is 360 lipo? Yeah, basically 360 uh, lipo or 360 lift or 360 anything really is just all the way around basically. So to the tummy, to the hips and flanks and to the back. So you do a 360 degree uh, lipo is having liposuction all the way around. 360 degree lift is doing like a tummy tuck which continues all the way around your back. And it's a big deal whenever you do anything 360 because you have to move the patient, particularly if they're under a general anesthetic when they're asleep because it's a bit of a palaver to move patients when you're asleep. So um, it's not commonly done, or at least it's not commonly done in my practice. I don't know if it's commonly done out there, but usually the problems are on the front and there's less of a problem at the back. So you can get to the front and the sides, obviously on an operating table. So you, it's it's not common to need to turn someone and do like such to the back. Well, again, in my practice, it's not, um, but that's what it is, 360 all the way around the body. Uh, Paula, thank you. Thank you for asking the question, Paula. Jane Mara, hi JJ. Is it safe to have liposuction on the side of the breast? Yes, it is, Jane. Good question. So uh, sometimes, particularly when doing tummy tucks and um, breast reductions and things, sometimes you have residual fullness on the side. Um, uh, and so if you have got a bit of fat, if you like, on the sides, then that's a good place for, for liposuction. There's a few good places for liposuction. So I said earlier, the tummy central abdomen is not a good place for liposuction, but the hips, the flanks, the outer thighs, the lateral chest wall, the chest for a male, uh, for gynecomastia, those are good areas for liposuction. So yeah, um, the inner thighs is not so good. The arms is not so good. And as I say, the central tummy is not so good because the skin doesn't tend to recall in those areas. But the lateral chest wall um, or the side of the breasts, if you like, is good. It's a good place for liposuction, Jane. Yes, ma'am, it is. So here we go. Now, I've got to be honest, I don't know whether I should disclose this or not. Because my 16-year-old daughter knew that what this was, and I didn't know what this was. So what does that say? Plastic surgeon, been in the game, God knows how many years. Do, you offer, do we offer top surgery? I've got to be honest, I had an inkling it has something to do with... Um, uh, transgender but I wasn't entirely sure so I have googled it full disclosure um, and basically yeah it's it's um, it's transgender surgery um, involving um, I think it was female to male um, uh, um, sex change patients and uh, no I don't do transgender surgery um, for two reasons. First reason is technically surgically. I mean, I probably could do it, but I think it's one of those things that, although you could say, look, you know, basically it's a, it's a, it's a mastectomy, um, and similar male to female is basically putting implants in. Um, there are nuances to it, and it's not quite as straightforward as that. But I think if push came to shove, I think you know any sort of breast plastic surgeon could do it. But it is a specialty in its own right. But secondly, and perhaps most importantly. Um, uh, um, the transgender surgery needs to be done within a multidisciplinary team. So it requires a psychologist and a, um, often a, um, uh, a, um, a, a medical doctor who will look after the hormonal side of things, um, and often gynecology, maybe urology. There'll be all sorts of doctors um, a breast surgeon perhaps who will be involved in this multidisciplinary team and I just am not in that setting there's a colleague of mine I don't know if he still does it but Guy Stern used to do this sort of work in, in this region 
but there's usually people in the region who will specialize in that sort of thing and so i would leave it to those people who have got that network of of, of, of other colleagues who will be able to help in the whole management of the patient so um although i do uh, breast surgery i don't do transgender um because it is a specialty uh, fulfilled by by one of my colleagues so no i, I don't uh, offer that what is the difference between pinoplasty and earfold surgery now i've got to be honest with you i have reason to believe the last i heard the earfold has been taken off the market so i the reason I'm a bit cagey about it is because we don't offer earfold. We did way back in the day when we had Mark Lloyd, uh, we offered it. Um, so there's stuff on my website talking about earfold, but we no longer offer it because Mark's gone to London now. And um, so we don't offer it anymore. But um, I have a feeling that it is not available anymore, earfold. I've got a feeling. Uh, nevertheless, I'll ask the question. So basically, uh, pinoplasty is changing the shape of the ear and is a well-established, long-established surgery, which involves re-sculpting the cartilage of the ear. Um, broadly speaking, I would say there's two aspects to it. One is the conker, which is this bowl here, the conchal bowl, sometimes the conker's too big. Um, and the second is the anti-leakal fold, which is this fold here, um, where sometimes that fold is not very well um, formed and the, the ear is prominent. And sometimes it's a combination of the two, the lack of antilocal fold and deep conker. And uh, pinoplasty involves reshaping the cartilage. Sometimes we may or may not remove a bit of the conchal cartilage to try and set that back closer to your head. Uh, and reshaping this um, piece of the, the helix, the ear, to recreate that antilocal fold if there isn't one or if there isn't a well-defined one. Um, and we do that um, by making an incision at the back of the ear and remolding that cartilage and bringing it back. Um, an ear fold is a relatively, I would say, although they're probably here that it's been out for 10 years, but it's a relatively, I guess, a new in, um, uh, <clears throat> invention. It was invented by plastic surgeons, literally a metal clip that you can literally just clip on, you make a, uh, an incision in the ear, small incision, and just put a little clip to recreate that antilocal fold. It's much less invasive, much less dissection, uh, and it just puts a little clip. Now, the benefit of it is it's a much smaller operation. So that is the big benefit. Much smaller operation, much less scarring, much less downtime, much less complications associated with it. So that is obviously a good point about it. The bad point about it is that you're limited as what you can do because you can only really... Um, uh, shape the, the anterior fold. Um, it's quite expensive. The clips are quite expensive, and you have to. There's only certain surgeons who 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 offer it who can do it. I think you have to go on some kind of course which talks to you how to do it, and then then you'll be able to offer the surgery. But as I say, I don't think it's available anymore. Having said all of that, so I think we're back to pinoplasty, which is a long tried and tested. And you can always, you know, any sort of ear can be addressed with a pinoplasty, but you're only limited as to who you can address with a with an ear fold so you know you could always have had an ear, an pinoplasty but an ear fold was a uh, uh, an attractive proposition to, in the right group of patients although i have the reason to believe it is no longer out there um how soon after breast augmentation i'm sure i've asked that asked this before anyway so you have a breast augmentation first week you not feel like doing much you'll be come back for the dressing after a week second week you'll feel better start doing exercise and stuff like that, lower body exercise. Nothing heavy, I normally say for about six weeks, 
So I guess the two things for your holiday are you want to be having, you know, potentially heavy, you know, bags and stuff like that. And the other thing is you don't want to have any risk of infection. So you want your wound to be completely healed. So I would say the minimum is six weeks um, if you're going on a nice holiday abroad. Now, sometimes something crops up after surgery and you might have to go on away. And if you have to go away, that's fine. You can go away. Um, there's nothing stopping you from go, going away. But, um, you know, it will be better if you ring me and say the wound's a bit red. If you're in, you know, outer Mongolia, it makes it a little bit more difficult to treat you and to help you. Although we can do photos and stuff. So I normally say you want to wait until your wound's properly healed and um, you're able to lift and feeling a bit better about yourself. And six weeks is where that is. Having said that, there'll probably still be a bit like this shape not quite right you know it probably won't be quite right at six weeks i normally say it starts to sell at three months so as long as you're happy going with the shape not quite right um you know the shape starts at three months but that can take six 12 18 months for the shape to properly settle so um you know i don't know how long you want to wait for that but anyway um six weeks is your, is your ballpark i would say um but you still feel a bit a bit um fragile at six weeks so that is it. I am out of um, questions. Um, Bake Off is on, but are we going to bother with it? Are we? I don't know. Um, what's the point? Jürgen and Giuseppe clearly were the best, um, in my view, and the fact that he's not in the final, I think, is a travesty. I think we should get behind me um, and we should have a word about it. But um, anyway, it is on. I think it is on 8 o'clock. So um, if you are interested, then you can still get that. Having said that, if you have got a question um, and you're champing at the bit and you're thinking, oh, he's a busy guy. Well, I have got a few minutes top surgery because I know what that is now ask me anything about top surgery or um, laser don't do it but you can ask me about it tummy tucks we are doing tummy tucks let me please sit here by the same token if you haven't got any questions that's fine absolutely fine I've got a lot on I'm clearly a busy guy very important guy and I've got a lot on so um I am going to go and, you know, do all the things I've got to do. I will, Sam Madison's just joined. Nice to see you, Sam. I will see you here uh, next week, God willing, at 7 p.m. And uh, Sam, you have to watch the replay. It was awesome, a Q&A I've just had. But if you've got a question, feel free to ask. Um, and I will see you back. Oh, Corin, let's boycott Bake Off. Thank you, Corin, for agreeing with me. Um, yes. So, I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely the best. Enjoy Bake Off. I don't know, I, to be honest with you, I, I would like to say that we're going to um, uh, boycott, boycott Bake Off, but I don't think we are. But um, I would like to say that for a bit of solidarity. Don't tell me it's next Wednesday. Next Wednesday? I'll see you next Wednesday. <laughs> next Wednesday? Right then. Right, over and out. I um, love you big time, and I'll see you same time, same place.
Catch you then. Hasta la vista. Stop the stream. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.